The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. Well, I'm super excited to have you here with us today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. My goodness, I would love it if you could just breathe that in for a moment, take a deep breath in, expanding that belly forward, hold it for just a second, and then exhale, completely pushing the belly button all the way back to the spine, and all the while knowing that yes, everyday peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality is possible right now this very moment in your life yes you deserve everyday peace and yes you can have everyday peace we work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day and if you missed last week's interviews, I really highly encourage you to go back and listen to those because last week we had the very talented and gracious Christy Hoffman joining us. She is an intuitive healer, a teacher, a consultant, and she um, spoke on the importance of connecting to your spiritual team. Yes, each and every one of us has a spiritual team, and she talked about how to do that and why it's important to do so. We also had Dr. Rachel Allen with us. Dr. Rachel Allen is an author, a holistic psychologist, a yoga instructor, and a relationship and sex therapist, and she discussed her book, The Pleasure is All Yours, um, a guide to help readers release barriers to receiving life's pleasures in deeper connections with others. So I highly encourage you, Go back, listen to those shows. You can access last week's shows and our entire library of shows by subscribing to the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or you can listen to them on the unityonlineradio.org website. Another great place to get content and stay up to date on what's going on in the everyday peace world with Dr. Drayvon James is by visiting our new and improved 
drdravonjames.com website. And when I say new and improved, I tell you, this website it changes and it updates so frequently. If you were there last week, you have not seen this web website. I highly encourage you to bookmark it and visit it frequently. So on the website, you're going to find uh, lots of free giveaways, guys. We got free stuff on there. Go on there um, and check out the two, two free courses we have on there. And you, I really encourage you to go on there and look for um, other information that will be encouraging to you, as well as uh, an upcoming uh, brand new, brand new self-esteem courses on there. So I really think that you would find that very, very helpful as you journey in life. Now, as we are moving along in the year, we are, of course, getting ready to close out 2021 very, very soon, but we're it's not over yet. We're not at the finish line yet. And you know our anthem for 2021 was, what are we waiting for? Now is the moment to take action in our life. And with that, I want to tell you that we have some wonderful things happening in the world of everyday peacemakers. We have a masterclass, an absolutely free virtual masterclass occurring this Thursday, October 14th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You only need to, uh, you can register for it by going to my Instagram page at Dr. Drayvon James or visit my Facebook page, which is Everyday Peace, and just click uh, right there and register for the free virtual masterclass. Now, you got to, I got to tell you what this is all about. This masterclass is, are you ready? Mastering confrontation. How many of us today have had some type of conflict show up in our life? We're going to be talking about how to master confrontation. So I really want you to be there. I really want you to be able to embrace the ending of this year strong. And we know that we're not going to face next year with no conflict and confrontation. It's going to be there. We're going to be ready. We're going to be strong. We're going to know how to master confrontation and conflict like a pro. So I encourage you to be there for that. Uh, just a quick everyday peace moment for us. I want to tell you that we've been talking about letting go of the past so that we can embrace the beautiful now. And we've been going over this for a few weeks. And I want to tell you that the cherry on top of all of this, as we come to the end of this part of our discussion about letting go of the past, is that learn how to get excited, excited about what your journey, what your journey is taking you toward. So get excited about the path that you're on, where it's going. That lets you take some of the attention off of where you've been. We want to use all the pearls and the wisdoms from the past, but we don't want to have any of the stagnation of the past. And the great way to do that is to create some positive excitement energy about where you are going. And I'm here to tell you where you're going is in a beautiful direction. So with that being said, that is our everyday peace moment. We're going to go right into our fabulous guests for today. Our first guest today is Sharon Valenti. Sharon is a serial entrepreneur, a coach, and a teacher. She has managed uh, to lead the world of business with integrity, sincerity, and honesty. Sharon's diverse business endeavors have empowered her to be able to coach others into becoming their truest self and live happier lives. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I am super excited about this because I embrace wholeheartedly the concept of being the happiest person you know. So living a happier life for many people 
is a lot easier said than done. So today we're talking about how you can have a more peaceful life by uncovering your beliefs and questioning them. And you specifically work a lot with younger adults. Is that something that you see in that uh, teen and younger adult population that they're having less joy and less happiness out of life? Yes, 100%. And um, it's a big concern. I'm sure your audience is well aware that teen suicides are on the rise big time. And I firmly believe that these could be avoided if the teens knew and young adults and anybody actually, if they knew how to recognize the underlying beliefs that they gained when they were very young that stuck. For example, mom might have said, I'm going to punish you. And the three-year-old you heard, I'm a bad person, I'm not lovable, or mommy doesn't love me. And that stuck. And then additional ones as we grow piled on top of that, and they were reinforced with our peers and with our school teachers. You get a bad mark on your paper, and you take it personally. You take it that you're dumb, you're no good, you're not likable, etc. And that, over time, creates that pattern in your life where you just keep attracting more people like that, more circumstances like that, into your life until... These teens, for example, with the social media, I believe that oftentimes when they're looking for the likes, they're taking it personally rather than understanding that the person is liking what they posted. It's not about the individual. Yet they are due to the low self-esteem, low self-confidence, and all the other underlying beliefs are taking it personally and they're getting triggered over and over and over again. I'm not good enough. Nobody likes me. And they begin to isolate. They become depressed. They may feel anxious. A whole host of feelings and emotions take place. And then they start to believe that nobody would miss them if they were no longer in the world. And some take it that ultimate step. And I've live that. Many of us have when we were teens. And so I can really relate to this particular population. And if I can help even just one of them prevent or turn their life around into something that is marvelous. I listened to your intro about peace and people often say, I just want peace in my life. And when you say, what does peace mean to you? What people really want are peaceful thoughts. You know, if I ask people, do you want a billion dollars or peaceful thoughts, they think only for a split second and realize if you've got peaceful thoughts, you're not worrying about having a billion dollars. You're calm, you're focused, you're in the moment. And I mentioned or you brought up the three kinds of businesses and they're yours and mine and the divine and if you think on this, the only time we ever suffer is when we are in somebody else's business, even if it's just in our mind. You know, a simple example would be when we show up, um, let's say we show up at church and we're looking at the people who are also attending and we're not people watching, we're people judging, right? What were they thinking when they put that on? Oh my goodness, look at that shirt. And it goes on and on and on. 
whose business is it what somebody else wears and vice versa it's ours and we do this many times throughout the day without stopping to have the awareness that we're doing it you'll be thinking about maybe your partner your boss or anyone else except yourself being in their business believing that we know what's best for them more than they know what's best for them and when they're non-compliant then we get all bent out of shape if we just stayed in our business we're fine and if there's a tsunami or an earthquake that has killed hundreds of people yes that's a tragedy at the same time i'm powerless to do anything about that that's the divine's business whether earthquake happens and the consequences from it and it takes becoming more aware of what you're doing and thinking throughout the day and i promise if you just remember the three businesses and the next time you feel upset just ask yourself whose business were you in i have you ever have you ever done that (laughs) you know and and, you know (laughs) there is a phrase that i hear people say a lot mind the business that pays you and it's sort of like a cultural way of saying just what you said if that that i have no it is of no business of mine what someone else is wearing or uh and my mom used to always say if it concerns me enough to think about it it should concern me enough to pray about it, right? And so that has always been a trigger for me. Like if I find myself thinking something, I'm like, well, I could pray for that person, right? And, uh, but I love that. There's three types of business, uh, mine, yours, and the divine, right? And realize yeah. where, where I am. And a lot of this malcontentedness, I will say it that way, uh, for, for life, uh, I think with social media has been heightened because we are judging what we see on social media and comparing that to ourselves. Oh, I see what looks like a happy family. And I know in my family, I have these issues. So therefore this is not a happy family, you know, or I see what, you know, what the latest car is and I don't have that. Um, So I'm not, I'm not, you know, as valuable as the next person. So there is, there's a lot of value in what you're saying and just trying to get people to look inward uh how how do we do that though how do because well it seems like social media is everywhere and and you're talking about a whole shift in the way we think there there are a few things that i have learned to do over time and one is not to argue with reality and i don't say that lightly but what i do understand is how do i know it should have happened that way because it did and i can't undo that instead of saying oh it shouldn't have oh poor me or poor them if i accept that happened then there's no emotion attached to it i'm not arguing with anything i've accepted it happens get on with it it's when we keep going backwards and into the past bringing it into the present moment. it's already gone it's already gone get on with the next chapter kind of thing and another huge awareness is we are taught as as a lot of people are aware of this we are taught from a very young age to look outside of ourselves for the approval for the appreciation for the love the like the support and the truth is that's a big burden that we put on somebody else 
no one outside of ourselves know exactly what it would take to support you in the way you need to be supported. You're the only one that knows that. Or it's not my job to love you. It's your job to love yourself. It's your job to support yourself. We're the only ones that know exactly what that looks like. And the truth is, we have no control over anybody's perception of us, ever. So we can stop doing the Cirque du Soleil act, trying to impress someone, just like there's nothing anybody else can do that will cause me to perceive them a particular way. That decision is wholly mine. And when you learn to just give that up, stop worrying about what people think about you. You have no control over it anyhow. Then you can begin to show up as yourself. And you're just, that stress and strain is off of you. Once you understand that clearly, no control over anything or anyone else. And how do I know it should have happened that way? Because it did. And I cannot change that. All I can do is write a new story going forward. And that can, we have that power. It's our life. You know, people aren't kidding when they say we create our reality all day long. We have story after story after story that's going in our minds constantly, all day, one story after another. So we really are creating our reality. You know, it could be driving home from the end of the work day or from wherever, and you've got this whole story going about what you're going to tell so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And it hasn't even happened, but it's so real in our minds, and it's not true. I, I love this idea, and, and it is the truth, that we have to love ourselves, which goes back to self-awareness. I think you're so spot on when you say that we're always looking externally, always looking externally. If there's a problem, well, something externally caused it. If something good happens to us, it's because someone externally caused it or there's some external situation out there. And um, and instead of looking at the external world as the world of effects, right? That the creation happens yep. inside of us, right? We yes. we are the creative force. But many people, and, and this this is where I find so interesting, is many people believe that because something is going on in the world externally, then they adjust their thinking to accommodate that. They don't say, okay, that the thinking came first. The thinking and the feeling and the beliefs about this thing came first. And that's what manifested the external situation. So it's a whole shift in the way that we think. And I, I love, you know, the fact when you say we are writing our own story. I think if people thought of it that way, is that you're on a stage and you've been given certain props. You didn't get to choose the props, so you know certain life conditions that you would not have chosen, but they showed up. But you're you're in this live performance and you've got to decide whether or not you're gonna be able to use that condition for something that builds in the direction that you want to go towards or something that holds you back from going a direction. Either either answer is correct, right? But you get to you get to be the creator of what you do with those with these uh, circumstances. You get to be that creator. I think that's so very important. And I you know, all going back to the three kinds of businesses, 
when you're focused more on yourself, and we're not talking about being selfish, we're talking about being self-aware, when you're focused more there, you will have more desirable outcomes in your life rather than just letting it go haphazardly. I, I agree with that 100%. So we have these people, and again, you specialize mostly with um, young adults, and but I can tell you that I know there are a lot, lot of um, people at every age who really benefit from hearing this type of talk because there are people every day who lost the zest and the zeal for life. You know, they're sort of just sort of plodding along, believing that they're not valuable, they don't add anything significant, they're not enjoying the journey. What do you say to people like that to help get them motivated to get back in the game, to get re-engaged, to spark them or to have them ignite a spark within within themselves? Well, it wasn't until my 50s that I really had a significant turnaround, and that's when I learned about questioning my thoughts, questioning the beliefs I had, but also getting still enough to uncover what I was believing about myself. It's always easier to blame somebody else for what's going on inside of me. You know, you could be standing behind the door and I walk through it and you say, boo, and the old me would have said, oh my goodness, you scared the daylights out of me. Not true. All you said was boo. My mind envisioned the boogeyman or something, you know, coming to get me. You didn't do anything other than say boo. And we do this constantly. And you have to be, or a person has to be, sick and tired of being sick and tired and have a strong belief that their life can be different. You see, when we get into that victim mindset unconsciously, we're not even realizing we are a victim of our own thoughts. And then you see that other person whom you admire, like, oh, I wish I had a life like theirs. Well, they're no different than you are. It's possible to have a life like theirs. You just have to slow down. Beautiful, dear Louise Hay, uh, people say, oh, you have to love yourself and you have to get present, but nobody ever gives the steps to do it. And Louise Hay has this salad story in one of her books. If, if you go and you want to make yourself a salad for lunch and you pull the lettuce out and it's a bit wilted, and you're like, okay, and you pick off the somewhat decent pieces and you cut the soggy end off the cucumber and you put the rest in your salad and the squishy tomatoes, you put those in. And you make yourself a salad for lunch. Would you serve that same salad to me if I was a guest in your home? Of course you wouldn't, right? You'd go and buy all new produce. So that brings the question up, why would you treat somebody else better than you would treat yourself? And it's because we've been taught to do that. Let the company go first. Let them sit down first. Let them sit there. So we're constantly trained to put ourselves on the back burner and to feel guilty if we try and put ourselves first. Now, I call these other things one-liners, and hopefully your audience can think of ones that they heard. When we're children, our parents, especially my generation, our parents, it seemed to be a generational thing. Children should be seen and not heard. Boys shouldn't cry, you know, suck it up. Well, if you think about that, children should be seen and not heard. What potential underlying belief as a young child could you take on about yourself? For me, it was that I was unimportant. I should be invisible. 
well, I'll be darned if that didn't show up most of my life. You know, I'd be quiet. I wasn't supposed to speak unless spoken to. I wasn't, I was told don't air my ignorance in public when I would ask what or why. So I kept my mouth shut and I was afraid to ask questions in case I was thought ignorant for years and years. There's so many of these one-liners that we heard that if you could write them down and then sit and think, what did, what belief did that cause in me? And then you'll find those underlying beliefs. Then you can see where have they been showing up in my life. And it's a, quite an awakening when you, when you realize it, when you see it. It's, it's almost like a small shock in the body. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can see that's why so-and-so is in my life. And this happens and that happens right. because we're allowing it. Right. And we have yeah, a call on the line. I just want, we have about a minute left, and I want to make sure I get this call in. Sure. Hello. Thank you for calling the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James. We have our fabulous guest on the line here. Did you have a question or comment? Yeah, I did have a question. You um, you asked it, and she answered it. But I do have another question. I know i got to be very quick. So your guest talked about... Um, things that are underlying in one's childhood, and that can have an impact or an effect. And, and I think that that's true, but don't you get to a certain point where when you become an adult that you can't use that as a reason, even if that is underlying? And also, when you get to be an adult, you may not even remember, um, especially if these things happen when you were three, four, whatever the case if, you know. So I guess my point is how do you, like, how does that play a part when you become an adult, and as an adult, you have the responsibility to make choices, and you can't just say, well, because I was a child, and this happened when I was a child, this is why I act the way I act. I think that, I don't know, maybe I'm no expert here, but that sounds to me kind of like a cop-out. May I speak? Yes. Oh, yes, thank can you. you. Can was, you hear me? We have just so, about a minute so, left. So it's you're absolutely right. We can't, how long are you going to keep blaming parents or relatives or anybody else for what's going on inside of us? 100% right. We have to take the responsibility for it. As for the underlying beliefs, no, you're generally not going to remember those until you do specific kind of work. And that's where I come in. I have a, a very simple format and formula for getting those underlying beliefs to the surface very quickly and then a very easy process for questioning them to see if they're even true because they so have been our truth for years we just have about 13, 15 seconds left tell our wow. listeners how they can connect with you we're, we're, how can they reach you you can reach me at info at is it true.com info at isittrue.com. Thank you, Sharon Valente. You have given us so much insight on how to get to our happier self. Info Thank you. at isittrue.com. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace. I hope you enjoyed the last segment because we are steamrolling ahead. We have a fabulous guest for this part of our show. We have the fabulous Taylor Draper. He is the CEO, co-founder, and co-founder of Inherent, a men's apparel line created out of the need to recreate self-image and healing mental health. Taylor created the men's line as a response to dealing with depression. We're here to, today to, to discuss redefining what it means to be a man, removal of toxic phrases like man up and walk it off. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. I got to tell you, I think this conversation is well overdue um, as, as a mom of a, of, a, of a freshman in college. Uh, one of the things I strive to do is to make uh, emotional health part of his journey, you know, and, and get rid of those phrases like man up and walk it off. I really do want to know what you're feeling. I want you to be able to talk about and connect to those emotions because I know that's part of the whole human experience. So I, I'm so excited for this conversation today. Now, you say that you, you began your this clothing line in response to dealing with depression. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so about four years ago in 2017, my wife kind of came to me one day um, out of the blue and just had uh, confessed some really um, some really hard things uh, that she had done. And uh, we were kind of at a situation in our marriage where, well, should we stay together or is this the end? Um, so we decided to stay together and uh, obviously, hearing this kind of news is just so earth-shattering, and um, I couldn't, like, think or focus or anything on anything else for a really long time. Um, but <clears throat> I had a few businesses at that time that I owned, and I knew that when I would wake up in the morning to go to the businesses and run the businesses and things like that, I would put on a suit because I knew that putting on a suit would help me get enough confidence in myself to go kill it at work. So when I had when I was faced with going to counseling or therapy three times a week, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I grew up without a father, and my whole life any kind of male uh, figure had always just told me be a man, man up, walk it off, rub some dirt in it. Anytime things got hard in my life and I needed to talk to somebody about it, um, which is the most unhealthy thing you can do, of course, as you know. So. I basically just had no context for what therapy was going to be like. So I was like, well, I know that if I put on a suit and go to work, I kill it. So I'm going to do the same thing here because I'm going to give this 100% um, to try and save my marriage. So I basically just dressed really nice, not a full suit every every time, but I started off going with full suits to my therapy sessions. And uh, what I realized I was doing was it was giving me the confidence to get in touch with myself um, through that experience and talk about my feelings. So I, after my wife and I got through that time, we, we have two beautiful kids now we're doing great. Um, marriage is definitely better than I'd ever even expected uh, now. So that was awesome. But during that time of putting in the work and um, I didn't have anything else other than my clothes, uh, <laughs> uh, I would, be hollow going to my businesses at work while I was working through this thing with my wife and 
the only thing I had in my life giving me any kind of confidence was getting dressed in the morning. Um, so after we got through a tough time, I was like, you know what? The clothes really helped me get in touch with myself, and I bet you I can figure out a way to help other men um, that have experienced this do the same. So that's where the idea for Inherent like came up, and I knew it was something once I kind of got the business model with the for-profit and non-profit sectors inside of it. Um, I knew it was something I had to do, so I sold my businesses and went in full force. Wow. And so I, I'm like tingling here as you're talking because it seems sort of elementary that we could that we would know this intuitively, right? That we we are creative beings, right? So we shift energy around us. And so something that seems, you know, so basic can have such a deep and profound impact on how we feel, how we carry ourselves, you know? So it, as you were talking, I was thinking some of the things like my mom used to say, and I used to say to my children, if you stand up straight, you'll feel better, right? If, you know, if you don't slouch, you know, and all of these things, right? So if you put on a suit or, you know, in my case, my mother would say, if you put on a dress and some high heels, I bet you'll feel a little better, right? And so- yep. We and, and it's true, right? So we, we 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 can use everything. We can use this is not to mask it, and, and no way am I saying you know. And I know you're not saying that either. We're not saying to mask what you're feeling because obviously you were dealing with it. You were in therapy, but this are these are aids that can help you mm -hmm. to shift the energy around you a little bit. And I think that is so great. So, and you talked about some of the this. this I guess the unfortunate phrases and things that go along as we hear people say, you know, man up or, you know, suck it up buttercup and all this sort of things that we've heard over the years, <laughs> right? Um, how, how can we as a culture work to change this as we relate to our young boys and our young men and the men in our life? How can we change that sort of, that the culture of that? Yeah. Um... Before I answer that, I just want to address the fact, too, that um, being a man in today's society is, I think, so much harder than it was, um, even in the, the 50s, 60s kind of era where, you know, we, we have that whole, where a lot of the stigma came from. Um, because our, our target market for these clothes specifically are, you know, professional men, ages. I think, it's our, I think our target demographic is between 25 and 55. And the reason for that is because one man dies by suicide uh, every minute of every day globally. And uh, most of those men, um, I think it's something like three out of five of those men that commit uh, that die by suicide um, are in the professional space between that age range because society has put on so many just you have to provide for your family, you have to make money, you have to be in charge of your employees, you have to, all of these kind of pressures from everyday life without an outlet to express because, hey man, you're you're supposed to just man up and do it and you're supposed to suck it up. Um, that's just That's just the stigma that we as a society live with with men is they're in charge of all of this. And again, this is society's view, not mine, but like, society views a man as you have to provide for your family, you have to go get a job, you have to go to work, you have to be in charge of this, you have to be in charge of that. Especially if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be in charge of other people. And um, the pressures can be and are just earth shattering for people. And 
it's enough to um, it's enough for that statistic to to be a thing. So that's kind of where we're looking at trying to help guys is the you know twenty five to twenty five plus really just guy in the professional space that's just beaten down every day going to work and beaten down by just these pressures that society's putting on them um, with no real outlet. So that's kind of who we're trying to reach here. And as a society, to answer your question and move on past that, I think we need to normalize what is it like to be in touch with myself? What is it like to know what my body is feeling? Um, Why do I feel depressed or why do I feel sad? Because everyone experiences that at some point, and that's just part of the human emotion spectrum, I think. Um, But how you deal with it is, I think, the first step, and giving men permission is the first step to uh, healing this kind of stigma that we have, but giving them permission to talk about their feelings and giving them permission to look inward and just be curious about why did that make me upset? Why did that really set me off or trigger me in this situation with my boss or whatever it is? And start asking those kind of questions, I think is step one. Yeah, I love it. And I gotta say, we're talking a lot about the, the movement behind the clothing, but the clothing line is just superb. Very, very, uh, um, I don't know, classy, sexy, and rugged all at the same time. So I, I think that it is, um, it, there's something, there was a song in the 80s, uh, A Well-Dressed Man, I think that was the name of the song, but there is something about a well-dressed man um, that is not only pleasing probably to him, but to the to the onlookers as well. So that is, that is it's good to look good. So I know we're focusing a lot on the movement, but the clothing, absolutely beautiful. What, I mean, what got, I know what, why you wanted to dress nicely to get through that, but did you have any background in designing and clothing where where did that come from yeah that's a great question so when i started the company i didn't want to make things that just fell apart after a couple uses like some of these fast fashion brands Um, i wanted to actually take a full bespoke or custom suiting process and bring it to the everyday man and say these clothes are meant to last a lifetime and that's actually how we need to look at these garments and items that we make um because the you know i i don't i won't go into it too much but like the the fast fashion brands and things like that just are killing the earth and all this kind of stuff and it's kind of like resetting your perception of really high quality clothing um and really well designed clothing should last you minimum 10 years and that's how it used to be actually in the 50s um but we've kind of lost sight of that and we've kind of have too much consumption. And so part of our brand is um, actually being able to perform at levels like a Gucci or St. Laurent or things like that, but bringing it back in terms of um, just ease of access to every man, I, I would say. So when I got into, when I started this company, I was like, I'm not going to be making stuff that just falls apart. I need to make it, really high end i needed to be really i needed to be designed really well and uh i've always been kind of a a menswear nerd i would say since i was about 15. um i don't have i didn't have any experience though in the retail department i just knew like so many random facts about menswear like why we have a ticket pocket for example on blazers and like 
what pick stitching is and all these kind of different pocket styles and things like that, just specifically because it fascinated me um, for such a long time because the craftsmanship, I'm also really into watches for the same reason, like the craftsmanship and the precision that it takes to make a well-tailored garment is just impressive to me. So I didn't have any experience doing it, but I had experience being a big nerd about it. <laughs> <laughs> and you you follow you followed your passion, which is what we talk a lot about here on the Everyday Peace Show, is connecting to our passion and selling out to our true self and our desires and serving other people with our passion. So you you it's no wonder that you are successful and will continue to be successful because you have a model that's built on serving other people while connecting to your passion. So now what resources can you share with our listeners to help um, men who may be struggling with their current self-expression? Um, obviously through the clothing, but I know that's your model. But what else would you suggest like men who may be in that you said, you know, one man, uh, one every minute globally is a, a victim mm-hmm. of suicide. Where, yep. What are we looking at that they could possibly be something that could stop that or slow that down? So um, two things there, I would say. Uh, one is actually making mental health and positive mental wellness a practice in your everyday life. Um are you familiar with Mel Robbins? Because I just listened to a podcast she was on this morning. Yes, so it's I like, bub- yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. one, two, three, four. It- was it- <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny because her her quick little thing is that she believes that if you high five yourself in the mirror, you start to humanize the person you're looking at instead of critiquing them, um, which is to me a form of self love and self care, which is the top of the list for me and how you can change your perception of yourself into um, a human being. Like you're not just looking at someone in the mirror um, saying, oh, you need to fix your hair, you need to lose a few pounds, like whatever it is, uh, wishing you looked better or wishing you had a different physique. It's looking at the person in the mirror like you would a stranger and saying, hey, man, you're doing a good job, no matter what it is, even if it's just getting out of bed in the morning. um, You start to humanize this person you're looking at and uh, so logistically, I think that's a great, great way to do it is go in the mirror, look at yourself and don't look at yourself as this is me. I'm looking at, look at yourself as this is a human being I'm looking at. And I need to have this human beings back as, as much as I would have any one of my friends backs or my family's backs or anything like that. Um, okay. and that changes a narrative, you know, that changes the narrative. That's so beautiful. Seeing yourself as a as a human being instead of a person who's failed or a person who's overworked or a person who's not good enough, and going in there and actually looking in your eyes and seeing yourself as a human being who's really trying, and just getting just mm-hmm. getting. There's something that's exciting and life affirming about effort. You know, never mind not focusing on results, just efforts. Like yeah. You know, I think it's so cool that you just keep trying like that. I mean, I admire that. So I, I think that's a very good suggestion. I hope that our listeners really do take that to heart to look at themselves in the mirror. That high five thing, I got to admit, too, is it makes me smile, you know. And when you smile at yourself, <laughs> genuinely smile at yourself, you know, you realize, oh, my gosh, yeah, you're, you're all right. You're not perfect and you're never going to meet another perfect person. So that's absolutely okay. Um, so now where, where can our listeners... Um, find your clothing line how can they purchase 
Yeah, so we are on everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> luckily, our naming conventions are all the same, so it's really easy to find us. So this is inherent.com is our website. And then same thing for our Instagram, Facebook is this is inherent. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, and before we came on air, you were telling me that you have a new line coming up really soon called the Steve McQueen Drivers Collection. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited about this. Um, so it's called Steve McQueen by Inherent. It's a driving capsule collection. So it's going to have like amazing leatherworking items on it, like driver's gloves from Italy. It's going to have um, some incredible weekender bags, toiletry, wash bags kind of deal, wallets. Um, so this is kind of our first delve into more leatherworking stuff, but um, really excited about that. It'll also have, you know, Steve McQueen's classic blazer um, from Bullet, his uh, turtleneck from Bullet, um, car coat, or sorry, top coat from Bullet and Tom Crown Affair and things like that. Um, but we kind of really wanted to capture the essence of Steve McQueen um, and also bring a whole new level of like modern cuts to it and like higher end fabrics and things like that. So really excited about it. Steve McQueen's been an idol since I was a boy um, of mine. Like his, his movies in the seventies were great. And more importantly, he, um, he was really outspoken about his depression and anxiety and, um, even has a nonprofit called the Boys Republic that helped him get through these things when he was a lad. And uh, yeah, it's just such a great alignment for our brand and such a such a dream come true for me to bring the the first officially licensed Steve McQueen driving collection to the world. Well, I think it's such a good good deal. And you know, as you were mentioning him, I was thinking, you know, um, mental health has been so spotlighted, especially amongst celebrities in, oh my gosh, in the last few years. And I think that's so wonderful that we're mainstreaming this topic so that perhaps we'll have less people who suffer in silence and they realize that this is more prevalent than you would think. And there is a tendency for people who are suffering in this way to isolate and believe that there is just them. But from the work that you're doing and many other people in uh, in the industries, it's helping to, and I, I won't say normalize it, but helping us to realize how prevalent it is that people go through things in their life for which they need support. And it's yeah. there's no shame, there's no shame, guilt or condemnation that, you know, our, really all of us emotionally are quite fragile. Um, we, we collect a lot of stuff in there. And if we don't have that support network through uh, organizations and companies like yours who are very outspoken and to therapists and clergy and, and all of that, if we don't have all that, we do risk losing more and more people to the unfortunate hands of suicide or just isolation, you know, missing out on a lot of contributions from people who would otherwise be contributing a lot, but because they can't get assistance to get over the hurdle of a, a mental health, whether it be depression, anxiety, or what have you. So I really applaud you for that work. I think it is astonishing that tw uh, that 25 to age 55 uh, that you're seeing that globally, one man every one minute um, being lost to suicide. And 
that I didn't have that statistic before, but as I'm thinking about that, that's that's those are those pivotal years. A lot of things are happening there. Um, beginning careers in there with the stress of a family, and uh, you know, trying to build and advance in a career. There are a lot of things that are happening there, and I think a lot of times with all of that growth happening in that short span of time, mental health gets pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like you really have to make it a priority for yourself to what do I need to feel okay every day and make time for that. Yeah. What, and really, and I think that's new conversation too, Taylor. I got to say that, you know, I, I still hear a lot of men, you know, and I know there's a lot of comfort in sports, but you know, it's not the same as when women get together, I don't think, unless unless I'm missing out on something, but women tend to have those deep heartfelt conversations about, you know, this hurts and I can't get over this hurdle. I, for one, just empty nested. My son just went away to college. And so, you know, I, I was able to turn to a lot of women and say, hey, it is as heart-wrenching as, you, as they say it is, you know. You can't wait for them to grow up, but then they grow up and go on and you can't figure out, you can't catch your footing for a few minutes on that. But I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know if that type of tribe exists for men amongst men to be able to say, you know, gosh, you know, I'm under a lot of pressure and this is what I'm feeling. This is, you know, I'm feeling boxed in or closed down or unheard. Yeah, it's it's so amazing that you that you mentioned that because that is exactly what our nonprofit event model is. Um, so every month we do a we call it a huddle. Uh, going off the sports thing, but we call it a huddle that we do in our shop uh, third Thursday of every month at 7 p.m. Um, and we only have one rule when you walk in the door, which is if someone asks how you're doing, don't just say fine, I'm good. Um, actually, be honest with yourself. If you're struggling. You know, you have to tell us why you're struggling, but you can just say, I'm struggling today. I'm not doing well today. Or if you're doing great, you you can say, yeah, I just closed this huge deal or like today was awesome. I got a promotion or whatever it was that made it great. Um, share that so we can celebrate with you. So it's and it's incredible because, out you know, just as a plain statistic too, um, only 5% of men seek outpatient resources, so things like therapy, counseling, divorce counseling, um, group therapy, whatever it might be, only 5% of men actively seek that. So one of the things that we do in our events is we have that rule when you walk in the door, and then we have an iPad that's just like, would you like to be connected with any of these resources here? Um, and it has all of those people in there, therapists, divorce counselors, life coaching, um, and, you know, eating disorder help, whatever it might be that we've made friends with um, for other nonprofits. And we've had just north of 55% of guys that attend our events um, select one of those to be connected with. So again, it really goes back to giving men permission and just saying, hey, just be real and you have permission and you're safe here, you know? Right. And I think that's a new concept. I want to go to the um lines now. We do have a caller waiting. Hello, you're on the air with Dr. Drayvon James in Everyday Peace. We have Taylor Draper on the line. Did you have a question or a comment? Yeah, I had a comment. Um, um, Taylor, I think what you're doing is wonderful and um, I like when you're talking. I'm older, so I know about Steve McQueen and, and, you know, guys who dress dapper back in the day, and so I really appreciate what you're doing because you are 
um, you're opening up the eyes of young people to a style of dress that is um, elegant. But and at the same time, you're working to help people. I, you and Dr. James were talking um, earlier about. Uh, Dr. James said, "Well, how do we change the narrative about you know um, men can't cry, blah blah blah, those kind of things." And what 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 I found um, interesting to me is that males don't express their emotions probably in ways that they would like to. And I'll give you this brief example. So on TikTok a lot, you see when females are dancing and they're singing, et cetera, et cetera, there seems to be no inhibition. And so when I see guys do that, what that says to me is that this is a male who's truly in touch with his feelings because he's not ashamed to do that. You know, men generally will not do those kind of things because they're seen as being feminine, unless you're an entertainer. So when I see on TikTok a guy will start breaking out in song in a grocery store or something like that, that says to me that this is a person who's in touch. And I think that when you're not afraid to express those emotions, because they're all in all of us males, and unfortunately a lot of times they're expressed in very negative ways, violence, um, verbal and physical violence, those sort of things because we have to get them out. So I'm saying all that to say that I love what you're doing. I love the conversation you and Dr. James are having about um, males getting to a point where you're expressing that because it's there. And I think when we do express it, it's a good sign of one's mental health growth. And by not bottling these things in, I think it gives you the opportunity to just really feel as a person. And I think that takes us a long way towards kind of changing the narrative of um, how men act and how men see things and how men are perceived. And that's only going to change if we as men change it. So just wonderful. This is a great show. Great show. Thank you so much. We're just about to close Thank out. You so much. Thank you for, for the accolades. We're, we have 10 seconds left, and I really want to just say um, Taylor Draper in the inherent line of clothing. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing, not only in fashion, but for mental health and men. And for our everyday peacemakers, I believe in you. I absolutely love you. Until next week. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.